Showtime Sports presents Showtime Boxing with Eric Raskin and Kieran Mulvaney. Hello and welcome to Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney, Money Punch edition. Uh, I am Kieran Mulvaney and I am joined by my co-host Eric Raskin. He's the managing editor and media director of usbets.com as well as the host of the Gamble On podcast. And the goal on this episode is to analyze some betting options for Saturday night's Showtime Championship Boxing triple header. Headlined by Miss Gary Russell Jr. versus Mark Maxayo. But first, uh, we actually have some news to address since our Monday pod. Uh, the opening bout on that card has changed. Vic Pasillas is the latest boxer to test positive for COVID. And on just a few days' notice, Zakaria Lucas of Namibia is in, taking on Tuckstock Nyambayar. Uh, Lucas has an encouraging record. 25 and 1 with 17 KOs, but the quality of his opposition is lacking. Uh, Eric, any quick insights on the late sub Lucas? And since this is the money punch, what are you seeing in terms of betting odds here? So I have not had a chance to watch Lucas fight yet. Let me just say that up front. Um, so I'm just going off some information we received and off his record. Uh, and one important thing he isn't a southpaw, he's an orthodox fighter, <laughs> whereas Pasillas is a southpaw. So on the one hand, King Tug should be happy, doesn't have to deal with sharing the ring with one of those damn left-handers. Uh, but on the other hand, he spent however many weeks preparing to face a southpaw, presumably sparring southpaws, and now he has to adjust. Uh, anyway, uh, Lucas has served as a late sub once before, but that resulted in his lone defeat. He lost by decision on short notice in December 2020 to Isaac Avear, which was also his first time fighting outside Namibia. Uh, there are no other names you would know on Lucas's record. We just don't know much about him, mm. other than our friends at CompuBox have noted he's not a big jabber. He mostly lands power punches, despite having a fairly long wingspan for the weight class. Um, also, Lucas is 37 years old, which might sound young to me and you, but for a <laughs> professional athlete, not so young. Uh, so clearly he's the underdog. How big an underdog? Um, I saw one sports book had King Tug as a 100 to 1 favorite, which is wow. perhaps a bit extreme. No way I would bet King Tug uh, paying 100 bucks to win a dollar. But uh, the other sports book I saw, minus 2,500, 25 to 1 on King Tug, plus 1,000, 10 to 1 on Lucas. Um, the over under for the fight is set at six and a half rounds. It's minus 290 not to go the distance. Clearly, the sports books are saying they expect a knockout win for King Tug. And I can't disagree too strongly with any of those odds. Yeah. They had to scramble to make a fight on about four days notice. It is what it is. Sorry, I, I left out the comma. It is comma what it is. <laughs> Inside joke. There. Uh, so that will open the show. Followed by the rematch between Subriel Matias and Petros Ananian, and then the main event, Russell versus Magsayo. We're seeing odds and props posted for all three fights. Uh, so, what's your best bet this weekend, Kieran? So, I didn't see very much that got me particularly excited. Um, but one that did, I did sort of pay some attention to, um, particularly in light of some fight week developments, uh, was on the main event. And it's for Mark Magsayo to defeat Gary Russell Jr. by decision or technical decision at plus 800. Uh, I like that much more than a straight win or lose prop, uh, which had Maxayo at plus 300, because I kind of doubt that if Maxayo wins, it will be by KO or TKO. I think if he wins, he's much more likely to win by decision or technical decision. Um, and, and so therefore, I much prefer the plus 800. Now, to be clear, as anyone who heard our last podcast will know, 
I don't think Magsayo wins. Right. Uh, I think he's too crude and too open. And, and, and you agreed with me when we were making our picks on our Monday podcast. But we did offer a couple of caveats when we picked Russell to win. And the biggest by a country mile is the fact that even by his famously inactive standards, Gary Russell has been super not active. Uh, it has been two years since he last fought. And he also... This is the little fight week development I mentioned during a Zoom call with reporters this week, mentioned that he's carrying a little injury going into this fight, but he wouldn't talk about it until afterward. Now, he also said that he rarely enters a fight without some kind of injury, and that's the case for most fighters. Right. Um, but I found the fact that he actually brought it up kind of interesting. Most fighters tend not to say anything until afterwards and use it either as a way to highlight how even more impressive their win was or as a rationale for their loss. Um, the fact that he brought it up in advance, is he looking to maybe lay the groundwork for a bit so he's got something to lay back on if the upset were to happen, mm. uh, even if it's just psychologically for him? Or is it just something that he just happened to come out with? Uh, the other thing, though, that made me think the plus 800 for Maxio in that light was a good bet was you have to figure as word of that injury spreads, however big or little it is, maybe the price on Maxi is going to come down a little bit. So I thought well, maybe this is a case of getting him while he's hot. Interesting. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm telling our bestie that you're betting against him. I'm going to let him know you're in trouble. Um, and, uh, but no, that, that, he'll that's be so nice about it. He probably will. He'll be very understanding. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's an interesting bet you found there and, and, and really interesting logic behind it with the injury as a sports better, you get used to tracking injuries. It's essential mm -hmm. to making good bets to know, you know, how, how close to hundred percent is Derek Henry this weekend or, or, or what have you. We don't see it as much in boxing as in some of those team sports in part, because if someone is dealing with a minor injury that they're planning to fight through, they go out of their way not to say anything before the fight. Cause they don't want the opponent to have a weakness to target. So that's uh, unusual that, that Russell is talking about this. Uh, my assumption here is that it's something very minor, but um, yeah, as you point out, we do have a lot of reasons now to wonder if Russell is going to be as perfectly prepared for this fight as he'd like to be. And uh yeah, eight to one on the decisions. Not a bad price for that possibility. All right. So, uh, what about yourself? I know you've been looking at the various uh, opportunities. Got anything particularly interesting? Uh, anything up your sleeve, maybe that I wouldn't have thought about? <laughs> Perhaps so. Um, so, uh, if if my bet wins, your bet won't. I'll say that uh, my okay. bet is made with a fair amount of confidence that Russell will win. I actually like the price of minus four hundred just on him to win straight up. But I just can't bring myself to do that in real life. I'm not risking yeah. $400 to win 100 or uh, to put it in uh, the terms we like to use, the amounts I like to bet, two pizzas to win half a pizza. You know, the risk just isn't worth the reward. Um, but I do remain pretty darn confident that Mr. Gary Russell will win. And I'm also confident that Subriel Matias will win in the co-feature. Mm -hmm. um, he is maybe a little bigger favorite than I expected him to be for a rematch of a fight he lost. I thought the odds might be closer. He's minus 425. That's fair. I wish he was like minus 300. I hope that might be the case. But I do have confidence that he gets his revenge. But with both of these fights, I'm, I'm not overly confident in the method of victory. 
you know, leaning KO for Matias, leaning decision for Russell, but yeah, not totally feeling it enough to bet it. I do like them to win. So let's take a ride on the parlay highway. If we combine Russell to win at minus 400 with Matias to win at minus 425, we get it down to a more reasonable minus 185. So now we're talking like three and a half pizzas to win two pizzas. Uh, it's a gamble. You know, you need both results to come in or you end up with no pizzas. But uh, I think that price is decent for the confidence that I have in both of these guys. So you just I was about to ask you as a, 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 a non-expert better that once you commit to a parlay, that is the case, right? Like both both ships have to come in, if you will, as opposed to if you lay those two bets independently, then you right. know maybe you're you hedging can... hedging your bets. Sort of. Right, exactly. You spread them out. You can win one, lose one. But in this case, if you lose one, you lose it all. The only the only thing here is that um, when you're using two way pricing, meaning uh, and, and that's what these prices are. It's just picking either fighter. Uh, the draw is not an option with the, at these prices. Right. So what that means, at least, is that if one of these fights is a draw, that side of the bet is voided, basically. And I still would get, you know, let's say let's say Russell wins and Matias and Ananyan have a draw, then my bet still pays, but now it's paying at minus 400 instead of the I minus see. 185. So, so there's that little bit of an out. But basically parlay betting you need you need everything to hit and uh the sports books do have their greatest success on parlay betting but usually it's usually not just a two a two-leg parlay like this it's that people will try like a crazy nine-leg parlay that'll right. pay three thousand to one if it all happens and they don't happen once every three thousand times indeed what is the longest parlay that you've attempted uh attempted i guess i've tried like some 20 to 1 or so type of deals i think the most that i've won actually i i, I did win a 20 to 1 once on a uh but just a small amount and it wasn't my idea it was a guy who writes uh, a weekly football column for us at us bets he uh laid out his parlay of the week and i was like oh you know what i kind of like that and i followed it for five bucks to win about a hundred so uh i but i yeah i've never hit one of those crazy ones that the the sports books are publicizing on twitter i i've never i've never <laughs> right. been one of those guys right publicizing to absolutely encourage everybody to think that they're going to be just as lucky exactly they would not yes. be pushing parlays so hard and promoting them <laughs> so hard if it wasn't very much in their interest to get us betting parlays but this one here two leg parlay not hardly yeah. irresponsible no and i i i think it's it, it feels like one that actually notwithstanding the fact that i i said that the mike sayo bet was a, a good bet simply because of the odds and and everything else has going into it uh we both picked both these guys to win right. and we both felt reasonably confident about it and and i think with some good reasons so yeah you, you might you might do all right on the pizza front this weekend we'll see but you don't You'll get a slice because you're betting against Gary. So be it. Well, I don't deserve a slice no. betting against Gary, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> no, so you there don't. you go. <laughs> All right. That will do it for this Money Punch edition of Showtime Boxing with Raskin and Mulvaney. We'll be back Monday morning to review all the action and how our best bets did. Uh, until then, thank you very much for listening. Be safe, be kind, and be well. <laughs>